today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. When's the last time you used cash for a purchase? Yeah, it's been a long time, right, because of the pandemic. It's been going on. We're doing a lot more things digitally, and, and that's a good thing that we have the technology to be able to do that. That's good. And more and more Canadians are using a digital as a payment method. Problem is, is the more we use it, the more open we're leaving ourselves to the possibility of fraudsters Uh, because let's face it they know that we're using those cards a lot more than usual too and canadians are expressing some very serious concerns about that but there are some methodologies and some things that we can do uh, to try to protect ourselves and to that end we're so pleased to welcome to the program rachel jolicure who is the director of fraud prevention and partnerships with interact corporation rachel thank you for joining us great to have to have you on the program today thank you for having me this is uh, interesting stuff, and I, 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 let's talk about some of the statistics first, because you guys have done some extensive research on this. And uh, the idea about fraud is, is has been ongoing, and this obviously predates the pandemic too, uh, but it has increased since then. And uh, according to the research you guys have done, more and more Canadians are becoming concerned about this. Absolutely. They're more concerned, and they're also being exposed to more fraud attempts. As you mentioned just earlier, you know, we're spending more time online. Uh, we're working virtually we are learning virtually, and it's just the information that comes at us is, uh, is, is really hard to handle. So, of course, criminals are taking advantage of it, and they're trying to target us more and more through various ways. Well, as evidenced by one of the stats in your report here that says uh, about 57% of Canadians have seen fraud attempts increase this year, uh, and I guess at least some of those, if not most of them probably, Rachel, have experienced it or, or you know, the attempt at it anyway. That's true. So what, what we found uh, with our survey is that um, because of the increase of screen time, it's exposing tech-savvy uh, individuals to the impact of fraud. So specifically Generation Z adults and millennials, because they do spend more time online, they're, uh, they did report that they were most likely themselves or someone that they knew uh, that fell victim to, to fraud. Uh, and it's because, as you say, we're, we're doing a lot more. This is one of the things that jumped out of me. Uh, since mid-March, uh, Interact has seen a 43% increase in first-time Interact e-transfers uh, compared to the same time last year. So uh, whether we were drag-kicking and screaming into it because of the pandemic or we were just naturally gravitated toward this, uh, it's it's becoming the way to do business for more and more Canadians, isn't it? That's true. We had to pivot and and do so quickly. Uh, because because of COVID and then the shortages of products, the the, the shutdowns of merchants, uh, really it left us no no opportunity anymore to go to to go into stores. So we shifted. Uh, we did so quickly. It seems that Canadians are very adaptable and uh, and we're using it more and more, especially if we're talking about e-transfer. But there's also uh, we have to make ourselves aware and and be vigilant when we're interacting online and specifically when we're dealing with merchants that are not so well established or with uh, dubious individuals that are posing as as sellers. Uh, I want to get back to the demographics here are fascinating according to, to your research here. Uh, the exposure because of the increased screen time, we get that, but uh, uh, 52% of, of the Gen X are concerned about this. Uh, the lowest one is actually seniors, which I found somewhat surprising, uh, that that, uh, that actually are concerned about this and maybe have been victimized by this. But I'm going to put an asterisk beside that because I've talked to an awful lot of law enforcement officials, and, and I'm sure you guys have too, uh, over the last number of years about this, Rachel. And the problem there is oftentimes 
Uh, seniors don't report these sorts of things uh, out of embarrassment, etc., for a number of different reasons. Uh, everybody is a potential victim here. I think that's the takeaway we have to have here. Whatever your age, uh, whatever your circumstance, uh, they're out there and they're trying to get your money. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's exactly exactly right. And you make a, a very good point, Bill, is that um, criminals don't discriminate. So they will try to target everyone and anyone. Uh, the reason I think why we're seeing seniors uh, don't feel the same uh, in, in regards to being targeted for fraud is maybe because they don't spend that much time. But it, it could also be that it's underreported. And we're not just talking solely online, criminals are going at it different ways. So, you know, if they can't get your information through through an email or, or a phishing email or by getting you to click on the link, uh, they are placing phone calls, you know, uh, letting people know that maybe their, their hydro is going to get cut off if they don't provide a form of payment uh, or the CRA is, is, is knocking at the door. So uh, they are not limited in uh, their tactics that they use, and it goes back to everyone needs to be vigilant when it comes to fraud. Well, yeah, you, the CRA one is a classic. I think everybody's, if not experienced it, at least heard of it anyway. And and the the problem with a lot of it is, Rachel, is they do sound realistic. I mean, some of them are silly. You know, okay, you, you've, you've got the guy from Nigeria that wants to transfer $80 million, and he wants your help. That was the old email that everybody saw years ago. Uh, but they're a lot more refined now these days. They are. So they come up with all kinds of scam, and, and they also look at the, at the environment. So when... Uh, if we're talking about uh, needing, uh, you know, maybe some medical equipment because it was very difficult to get in the uh, early time of COVID, then they went online and, and were posting fake advertisement uh, to get access to, to the equipment required. Uh, now, the problem is, is that they took your payment, but they didn't deliver the goods. So, so they will just um, transform themselves and 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 try to see what it is that the demand is for, so that they can uh, kind of lure you into providing the information or funding. So it's uh, it's definitely an interesting time, and uh, and and they act on urgency. Yeah. So you need to do this immediately. So you know you're kind of caught up in the panic, and uh, as uh, as um, some. Some professionals have said is like it's that fight or flight reaction. So we just instantly just react. But what we need to do is take a step back. Not everything is urgent and really think and look and scrutinize and identify is this really a scam or not and then investigate a little bit further to determine that. Yeah, well, the CRA thing is is a classic example of that, isn't it? I mean, they essentially, they, I just got one the other day again. They essentially they say, if you don't respond to this right away, I mean, you know, we're going to press charges and you're going to go to jail. The Mounties are going to knock your door down. I mean, and, and I, I suppose, you know, that can catch people off guard. There's another one, by the way, that's making the rounds here in southern Ontario now. Uh, and I guess, I don't know if they're targeting seniors or not, but basically it's all a scam that, hey, your, your, your niece or your granddaughter or something has been injured during her holiday. Uh, we need to send money right away to get her back home. Uh, and, and again, it's it's a ploy, and, and it's to get that direct money. In other words, you act now out of emotion before you actually have time to sit and wait a minute. Uh, they don't want you to think. They just want you to respond. Uh, and they catch you at the most vulnerable moment. So we have to be prepared. I guess the key defense mechanism here, Rachel, I guess, is to be informed, isn't it? Yeah, it's to stay informed and also uh, not not react out of panic. Uh, and, and it's very difficult because with COVID, we're at home. We might feel a bit more stressed. 
isolated. So, you know, all these emotions play into our reaction. But staying attuned with what's going on in, uh, in, in the environment, uh, the latest fraud trends, is definitely one way that we can, uh, can stay ahead of the game here. Well, we don't want to picture a, a, a doom and gloom scenario here. I mean, it is problematic, and it is a serious problem that we need to address. But I know that uh, after all the research that you've done at Interact, uh, that you've also formed some sort of a strategy here that, that people can use going forward. Uh, basically, I guess it's, it's a kind of a three-step tip program here, isn't it? Yeah, very simple. So, you know, it's it's the three S's. So stop. So take a moment. Don't Don't have a knee-jerk reaction scrutinize a little bit, ask yourself, is it possible that the uh, Mounties, the Mounties are going to come in and knock down your door and, and drag you out to, to bring you to jail? And then speak up. If you are a victim of fraud, uh, you know, report it to law enforcement, report it to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, and also share that information with your friends and family because they too could be targeted uh, for fraud. So then by sharing this information amongst uh, amongst people then you know we there, there's knowledge and power it's yeah sharing information is so important about this and I, you, you talked about under reporting with some of these scams uh, which is problematic because the more information the police have the more of a chance they have of of busting these sorts of things up and breaking them up and we've had situations where you know they have been exposed and people have been arrested as a result of this and it, it, it puts an end to it it's not, it doesn't put an end to the whole thing about scamming but I mean it, it, that particular exercise so uh, as, as police have told me in the past when we've talked about this on the program, don't be embarrassed by it. Lots of people are victimized by this. Please come forward and talk about it and share it with friends and family and, and authorities, if at all possible, uh, so that everybody is aware of that. That's about the only way, the first way we can combat it. Uh, scrutinizing, though, the second S there that you had is, is rather interesting uh, because it might require us to do a little bit of thinking, but, I mean, that's what the scammers doesn't want you to do. Uh, they want you to, to just, as you say, act out of emotion and do something. But if you were to analyze some of these things, I mean, after the fact, you say, you know, I should have caught on when they did this or when they said that or when they asked me for this. But at the time, you're caught up in, in the, the, the motion and, and in the excitement of this, and I guess you don't really do that analysis, do you? That's correct. And, and we need to investigate a little bit further. So when, when you are caught up in that moment, you, you just, you have to, you have to look at it and evaluate, is this, is this realistic? And then do a bit of investigation. So if they give you a link, uh, don't use the link that, that is available on the email or on the text to, to, to validate that information. Go directly to the source. So go to the CRA or call, if it's, uh, if it's your bank that's notifying you, call the number for your bank that's at the, bank of your, the back of your bank card so that you know you're reaching out to the right, the right uh, individual as opposed to using the link that the criminal is giving you that you're most likely just calling that criminal directly. Yeah, because they are sophisticated, and uh, just you look at all the innovations that have gone on in the tech world over the last little while, and, and they can do that. They'll get, first of all, as you say, they can give you a number and say this is the number if you want to validate this. Well, it's, it's them. It's not, it's not that per somebody else in the scam is going to answer the phone. They can actually even rewrote the calls too. And police are suggesting that if you're going to do one of those follow-up phone calls, uh, wait a couple of minutes until the connection is gone, and then call the number as you said, not the number they gave you. Uh, but you can Google it. You can 
can look on the bank card. You can get the proper information. And some of it's just common sense, too. Banks will not call you and ask for personal banking information over the phone. They just don't do that as a rule, of course. So if you get something like that, uh, you know, the, the, the antenna should go up and say, wait a second here, this doesn't sound right. And and oftentimes, that's that's really, the I guess, the number one rule here, isn't it, Rachel? If it doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. That's correct. I, I call it my spidey senses. And if yeah. something just isn't right, then you know what? Your bank's going to call you back. Or you can even, maybe not right now, but later on you can visit the bank um, and then have a conversation face-to-face uh, if need be. Yeah. they. they uh, let's face it. These guys are pretty successful, but they don't have a whole lot of time uh, to, to chat on the phone with you. If you start asking questions and start getting skeptical, they'll, they'll hang up. Uh, and move on to the next victim, sadly. But uh, but you know, be be skeptical. Be you know the sort of individual that's going to scrutinize and ask questions about things like this. Don't necessarily take uh, some of the intimidation that comes on. This is this is all great advice. I mean, because we know that we're going to be doing this a lot more, and we've had to do this because of COVID. Uh, but I get the sense, Rachel, that even when we get out of this, and you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel with vaccinations, etc. Uh, the fact that we're doing so much more digital uh, transfers these days, uh, it's going to become a way of life for it. I think, you know, this wave that we've seen over the last 10 or 12 months, I, I, I'm guessing in some way, shape or form is probably going to continue. I suspect the same. And, it, and, and you mentioned it early on in the, uh, in the interview is that fraud has been around forever. It's been around for thousands of years. It's not going to go away. Criminals are just going to find new ways, new sophisticated ways to reach out to Canadians and, and try to con them out of their money or their information. So it's really good that we continue to stay vigilant and just be aware that, that that's what they're trying to do. So I think that, you know, we're already in a really good space right now, and we just need to stay on top of it, not just for Fraud Prevention Month, but throughout the year. Well, as you say, because this is going to continue. I mean, you know, we, you, you talk to people these days and things like e-transfers and digital uh, banking and, and all these sorts of things ha- has become the norm for so many people now. And, you know, you talk about going into the banks and I, you still see the odd person that does that these days, but so many more people are doing things online, transferring money online, buying things online uh, because of what's happened in the pandemic. And, you know, the people I've talked to, uh, to a a great extent are saying, you know what, I'm kind of comfortable with this. I was a little nervous about it at first. Maybe he didn't even want to do it, but was sort of forced to because of what was going on with pandemics and, and shutdowns. But now that they've been doing it for a few months and they've seen just how efficient it can be, a lot of them are, are pretty cool with this. And I think you're going to see that continue. That's true. And I think we're we're going to continue to see an increase. And, uh, and it's good. It's convenient. But um, I think we can't put our guards down. So that's, Absolutely. Uh, I'd say that's a takeaway. Absolutely. Uh, great job by uh, you guys at Interact for doing the research on this and, and digging out some of these, I think, very, very uh, cogent statistics about what's going on. And uh, it's a wake-up call that we need to be aware of. And I think every now and then, I think we all have to be nudged a little bit to say, hey, let's be a little more vigilant about this because you don't want to be a victim uh, in, in a situation like this. Uh, the reason these guys keep doing it is because they do find people that do fall for it. And uh, the, the takeaway here is let's not be one of them. That's what it comes down to. Those are great points, and I really appreciate it um, that you take the time. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Great having you on the program today. Rachel Jolicure is the Director of Fraud Prevention and Partnerships for the Interact Corporation. Uh, and, and I know that we're all wearing those cards out, and are probably our, our visas and MasterCards, too, because of what's happened. It's true, you know, but the, the, the lack of, of cash. And obviously, we don't spend as much money as we did pre-pandemic, because 
well, first of all, the stores are closed, but a lot of it's just not available to us, and we understand that. But even when you do have to make transactions, whether it's a trip to the pharmacy or to the grocery store or whatever the case might be, uh, you just rarely see cash being exchanged these days. It just doesn't happen. And you know, there's health reasons for that, too, I understand. But it's just now we're getting used to this whole situation. I think I mentioned the story when the, the whole thing started a few months ago. I think I took about 100 bucks out of the bank and put it in my pocket just in case. And it sat there for about five months because you didn't use it. Uh, and uh, it's gone out, by the way. Uh, but but it's it's a different mindset that we've got right now. And and as Rachel and the folks at Interact have told us that you know the bad guys know that we have that mindset right now too, and they're looking at all that stuff that's going on online. And and that's that's a gold mine to them. That's what they think anyway. So uh, be vigilant, as uh, as the folks at Interact say, and uh, don't get caught up in all of this stuff. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.